Getting into college was once a normal teenage rite of passage. Now it's a global Hunger Games. You're competing against the kid at the best school in Singapore. Slate and Panoply are here to help. Our new podcast, Getting In, follows a group of seniors through the college application process in real time. Along the way, the students and listeners will get advice from experts with decades of experience. Getting In, a podcast about demystifying college admissions and finding the right fit for every student. Available in iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Hello and welcome to Spawn, a common sense and hopefully fun discussion on parenting and parenting culture. And as one iTunes reviewer said, all the qualities that far too many podcasts lack, which begs the question, what the heck are you listening to? <laughs> hey, I'm Kristen Chase. I'm Liz Gumbiner. And we're the co-founders of CoolMomPicks.com. On today's episode of Spawn, we will talk about, can you be a mother? without having children. Oh, that's a tough one. And then we're going to talk about calling 911 on kids walking to school. Is this the world's most dangerous thing ever? Or the best thing ever for cable news ratings. <laughs> and finally, we'll close out our show with each of our own cool picks of the week. But hey, if you've got questions, comments, critiques, we've been getting some critiques in the emails. Very friendly, kind yes, critiques. Yes, I like that. Hey, you know what? Email we can us. always be better. We're spawned at coolmompicks.com. You can find us on Twitter, use the hashtag spawn show, or visit our Facebook page. All right, so Liz, the yes. first topic. Yeah, so we were going to talk about something else, but then this popped into our feeds this morning. Yes, it's and trending. you just told me about it, which I, I wasn't aware of. It's on Facebook, which means it's very important news. <laughs> <laughs> or it's a clever meme. <laughs> exactly. So Kim Cattrall, who we love from love. Sex in the City, she's in the news. And I liked her going back to Porky's, I will say. Oh. So I followed her for a wow. long time. Wow, you're going way back. Way back. Well, she's in the news for saying that she's offended by the term childless mm -hmm. and she says actually that she's a mother despite not having her own children she's a mother of whom what do you mean i have no idea um actually if you read through some of the articles which oh, we will okay. link you just on sent our me an site article. she's saying other actors and actresses that she feels like a mother to her nieces and nephews and basically saying you know there are other ways to be a mom other than having your own kids okay all but right. isn't, isn't so that the is definition like, of a mother? Yeah. <laughs> I, okay, so this is a complex and potentially touchy subject. So we have been very outspoken about people that choose not to have kids and basically feel that parents should leave them alone, right? Yes. If you don't want to have kids, can't have kids, or in a situation where kids are not going to happen in your life, like, that's fine. I, th I think the cult of parenthood can be a little overwhelming at times. A little. And I can understand. I a, lot. a lot overwhelming. A lot overwhelming. I can understand why if you do not have children, Children, the term childless makes you feel like you are missing something, absent something in your life. And I know a lot of people prefer to be called child-free, which I have no problem with that. Yeah. I, my feeling is call people what they want to be called. Right. But yes. when it comes to <laughs> Here being comes. a mother, like I admit I have problem with people who are like – I have fur babies. Oh, God, <laughs> like, please. That's always a little weird to me. I'm a doggy mommy. Right. And we both have pets, and so it's not – you know, I, I have like no, we hate pets. Wait, hold on. I have, we have no pets. pets. We have had pets. 
my kids want pets, and I have too many kids to have pets. That's what I tell them. But um, yes, I hate that too. I, I understand that it's kind of a cute thing to say I'm a dog mom. Like, I get that. My stepmother does the same thing. She says she's a dog mom. I think where that crosses the line is like when I first had my kids. Oh, God. And I would say, like, oh, Dahlia ate food for the first time today. And she would say, oh, my dog ate a new biscuit. (laughs) (laughs) And I know she was just trying to, like, fit in and join into the conversation because she never had her own natural born children. And she had my brother and I as stepchildren. Right. And we're very close. But I was like, please don't compare the dog to what I'm going through with this thing suckling at my breasts right now. It's really right, the different. Pain, the scabbing, <laughs> like the engorgement, and there is like, no engorgement. Lay down, lay down. No engorgement Roll for pet over. parents. <laughs> well, here's my problem with this whole thing, and it yeah. really has it has very little to do with Kim Cattrall. I think it has more to do with society, and that when you are a woman, uh-huh. a late in life woman, yeah. you are defined by the fact that you don't have kids, and that is really crappy. Or if you're not married, or if you're not married, and that's just honestly, that's as I tell my children, bull honky. (laughs) Bull honky? Bull honky. Did you make that up? I did because I don't want to say, you know, the other kind of bull. But, you know, it really is crap that that we... It's bull crap. It's bull crap that we allow women to be treated in such a way, to be defined by the fact that they don't have children. We don't define older men like that. And so I feel as though it puts these particular women on the defensive. And then they are forced in a way to sort of figure out how to explain their decision. And you know what? It's cool. You can be motherly towards your nieces and nephews, but, you know, you're not a mom unless you have kids. Well, that's the the definition. Well, I I agree with that. And I think that there are a lot of ways to be a parent, by the way. There are people that foster, there are people that adopt, and there are people that give birth, and there are people that don't give birth, and there are people that are inseminated. We have lots and lots and lots of ways to become a parent. But one way you can not become a parent is by mentoring an actor. <laughs> yes. Yes. By the way, mentoring is underrated. Like that's a fantastic role to have. I think being a godparent is awesome. I think if you are an aunt or uncle, you know, there's a site called Savvy Auntie yes, by Melanie Nockin that's all about like respect for aunts because they're an important part of so many kids' lives and they have disposable income and they buy stuff for kids but they don't have children of their they're own. The best. But I love her premise that you're yes. acknowledging who you are and owning it and yes. being like yeah, being an aunt is important. I think it's a little weird to be like, I have no children but I'm a parent because I have, I don't know, people that take my acting class or whatever. <laughs> I, I know. Don't get it. So you know what? I have to say, I love Kim Cattrall. I still will always love Sex in the City. But and she sounds like an awesome aunt, yeah, by the way. Sorry, she helped Kim. her niece through medical school. I know. Sorry, Kim, though, not a mom. That's my but final word. But a great word. aunt, and we're happy to have you in the world of great aunts. So what do you guys think? Do you hate the terms childless? I know we have a lot of folks that don't have kids that listen to our show, so I'd love to hear from you guys. What do you think about what she's saying? Are you offended by the term? Are you questioning her use of the word mother? We or would love to hear from you. if there's a better term besides childless, child-free, we would love to hear it. Yes. <laughs> because we don't know if we're saying the right thing all the time, and we don't want to offend Able anyone. to take naps whenever we want. No, just kidding. <laughs> Tweet us. Disposable income <laughs> having people. <laughs> you guys can tweet us at Cool Mom Picks. Use the hashtag Spawn Show so we can find you. You can catch us on Facebook. And please, please email us, Spawn, at CoolMomPicks.com. You know what's funny is that we reply to every single person who emails us. And everyone's always surprised to get a reply. I know. But we do reply, guys. So drop us an email. All right. On to our next topic. 
Yeah, this is big because back to school season. I know for some of you, it started like eight months ago. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> funny because we say it's back to school season and there's always people like in the South and I think Midwest-ish yeah. where they're like, we've been back since the end of July. What I are know, you guys crazy. talking about? Well, here in New York City where we do most things earlier than the rest of y'all, but we do this later. <laughs> we, we didn't start school until last week. It was yeah. after Labor Day. Yes. And, now and <laughs> we have two days off this week and two days off next week. So we don't have a full week of school till like damn near October. <laughs> I know, and then it's a Christmas holiday. But my kids are now walkers, okay? That's, we moved. So they're walking to school. They're walking to school. Your kids walk to school. They started walking to school last year. They were in fourth and second grade. We live just a few blocks from our school. We live in Brooklyn, so it is the city. But they're not crossing any major, major streets. And I realized... Like, why can't they walk to school? They're really responsible. I know my oldest daughter well. And here's the truth. You walk out of our apartment in the morning at 8 o'clock, and it's like the parade of schoolgoers. Oh, my God. It's the same You for step me. out on the street, and she's like, hey, Margo. Hey, Eva. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, like, yeah. She knows everybody. Same. It's the same. We, we have to walk a little further. It's a, like a good 10 to 15-minute walk, depending on how anxious they are to get okay. to school or not. And it's the same. You walk out the door, and there's parents and kids and kids alone without so their parents. You, as a parent, made a smart, thoughtful decision that your children were responsible enough to walk to school by themselves. Well, they haven't done it yet, though. Oh, but they're going to. They're, they may. Well, you know, this is the last oh. great parenting taboo, Liz. I, I mean, think this so, is, too. This is the big decision. So last year on Mom 101, when I wrote about my daughter walking to school, I never saw so many people say, I'm a frequent commenter and reader of your blog, but I'm going to comment anonymously here. I let my children walk to school, but I'm terrified about what people will say or that someone will call the police on me or I will get in trouble for it. Well, you know and what? And I thought, what? But rightfully so. I mean, look at the news. You dug up so many articles. I know. And it's completely insane. I agree. People calling 911 on children. And it's not just walking to school. They're walking to the playground. They're walking yeah. around the corner to the store. And I'm thinking, wait, didn't we do this? Like 20 years ago, my parents like let me out of the house more than that. 30 years yes, ago. Yes. And I was gone for the whole entire day. And well, they're like, come home for dinner, please. Well, I think there's a couple issues at play here. One is that parents, for not even parents, just people in general, think that they're going to get some sort of good Samaritan points if they're like calling the police but on other people. what do you get for points? My youth pastor when I was a religious person, used to joke around and be like, you won 12 points, and you know what you get to do with them? You get to take them home with you. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, what do you do with Good Samaritan well, points? you know what? It's what we used to call sanctimonies, right? Yeah. It's, so it's, it's people so who think that they can feel better about themselves for seeing something negative that somebody else is doing in their perception, and they can get points for it. So I think for some reason, and this is what overall is most upsetting to me, we've evolved from communities yes. where we all looked out for one another's children into people that like have this goal of telling on each other. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I mean, we all just played in the streets together. All the parents looked out for us. Everybody would, you know, just peek their heads out of the windows and make sure everybody was okay. Like we, it was like we all raised each other's children. It was a village. We all looked out. It, it was, was a, a village. village. And now for some reason, instead of people's first instinct being like, hey, maybe I can just go up to the kid and say, hey, are you okay? Is your mom around? And check with the kid. The assumption is that the parent must be doing something wrong, so I need to call them out on it because I'm going to be the savior who saves this child from impending doom and danger. Right. And that's crazy to me. And what do you get? Like, are people handing out blue ribbons and trophies? I think there are people that are seriously <laughs> convinced that those children are imminently at risk. Yes. And I think... 
okay, so here's the other issue. I mean, because we've researched this a lot and talked about it. It is a safer world than it has ever been. The United States is safer than it's ever been in every aspect. However, the 24-7 news cycle is what's changed. Ah. And so there are more and more reports of horrible things going on, like anomalies, right? The things that don't normally happen. The most extreme, horrible, horrific, worst-case scenario stuff is the stuff that we're tuned into. And do you think that's because they're trying to compete with, like, you know, the Internet, essentially, where things are, you know, like viral videos and BuzzFeed? Yeah, I think that's a lot of it. But I think it started, um, I did a project with CNN, like, in the mid-'90s when they were trying to evolve from being, like, the disaster channel. Remember that... CNN long time ago yeah, was like who you watch right. for Scud right. missiles. You're right. And when they started really being 24-7 and they wanted people to watch them more frequently, well, you've got to fill airtime, right? Like way back when, if you look at the history of news, people just had the news for like an hour or two a night. That was it. They had the top stories, the most important stuff. Now that news networks have to fill 24 hours of airtime a day, well, what's salacious? What's going to get people's attention and keep them going? Kim like Kardashian's booty. There you go. <laughs> Or like the, the one child who was like alone yeah. playing in a park for right, an hour. Right, right. I I agree with you. And what's interesting is that I went from being in a very suburban area where we had to drive everywhere. My kids took the bus to now we're sort of in this in town area where we can walk everywhere. Yeah. And my daughter is a tween. And I have to say that the other tweens that are near us are a lot more independent. Just mm-hmm. because they can be. They can walk to Starbucks. They can walk home from school. The yeah. school even sent home a permission letter that said your fourth through sixth grader can scooter or bike or walk alone to school. We just need a permission <gasps> You know slip. what? That's fascinating, actually, that the school seems yes. like they're giving the parents the idea. Totally. Like, it's okay to let your yes. kids scooter home. Yes. And, wow. but, but I will say this. My daughter wants to do it. I'm a little anxious about it. Uh-huh. You know, I, I'm fine with her walking with someone. Of so course I you're make anxious. Sure. My daughter walks with with her sister. Right, but I want her to walk with somebody. But I I talk to the other parents and I'm like, oh, so, you know, do you let your kids go to Starbucks? And I'm not kidding you, like three or four parents gave me like, are you insane, crazy mom for letting your kids walk? It's like two blocks away. I've been really pleased. I've had quite a few emails and calls home from parents last year when they saw my kids walking to school and I was like, oh God. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) And instead, it was so nice. One mom wrote to me and said, you know, I see your daughters walking to school alone. They look so proud and confident and responsible and happy. And I really want my kid to be able to do that. I love that. And I said, you know what? Why don't you drop your kids off in our building lobby on the way to school and then they'll all walk together the rest of the way. That's like, a brilliant you idea. Know, like, it's not a big deal. And a couple parents said, I really wish I could do that. And it goes back to this fear it's society fear. that we're living Meanwhile, in. my kid has a cell phone. Uh-huh. And, you know, you should see her. We did not have those as children. But you should see, I mean, I don't know how your oldest is, but my tween, when she wakes up, is like a grizzly bear. So, like, if anyone tries to mess with her, like, I have no fear. Like, I'm afraid of her. So, between her cell phone and the fact that she is an angry hormonal person, <laughs> I'm perfectly Stay fine. away from Quinlan. Seriously. Who well, wants that? Well, I think Stay away. It's, it's important to say that it's not that nothing can happen. And right. that we, like, live in a perfectly happy bubble where everything's great. Because the one thing that happens to one kid that you knew or that was the friend of the friend or that lived in the town near the town where you used to visit or whatever. Yes. You know, like, that one yes. thing, like that gets But in come your on, head. dad and nerd me, Liz. I'm ready. Okay, I'm, I'm buckling down. Don't, so don't, don't. First dong. of all, yes. 
I like the site Free Range Kids, which is run by Lenora Skenazi, and she's like the ultimate free range mom. She was known because she let her son, I think when he was about seven, take the subway around New York, and people freaked. So anyway, I don't agree with her on all things, and she goes a little further than I think I am emotionally capable of. <laughs> but um, but she really is good with like research and setting us straight in terms of reality versus perception. Awesome. And so you know she published some crime stats on free range kids about how the fear is disproportionate to the actual problems that are happening in the world. All violent crime from 1993 to 2012, when she had the statistics, down 48%. Wow, that's like half. Yep. I know. I'm Violence a math champion. against children, physical assault, <laughs> down 33%. This is from like a UNH study. This isn't just like, I found it on the internet. Right. And then, you know, parents are afraid of abductions. And again, like, look, the one person it happens to, if it's your kid, obviously that's the most heinous thing you could possibly imagine. Right. But if you're going to parent out of fear, you know, parent out of fear, if you're going to parent based on reality or what's the likelihood of happening, then you have to consider that only point one three of all missing children were like kidnapped by strangers for ransom. Wow. That just doesn't happen. It doesn't yeah. happen. It's likely to happen with someone they know or with a, you know, it's usually an ex-spouse or something like that. It's not just like kidnapping. Like, this is actually a really funny post from Free Range Kids. She wrote a post called, Have Fun Kids, Just a Few Rules First. And it was a photo from a park sign that listed, <laughs> like, the actual rules that are on <laughs> the park sign. Like, what did the park signs say when you were a kid it was like curb your dog and oh i don't know park closes at nine like that was pretty much yeah that's it so now some of the things they say inspect play area before starting to play and remove litter Whoa, 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 hold on. They expect children to survey the play the (laughs) playground pushing and running may cause injury now that's okay i see that like around the pool true statement throwing sand or other objects may cause injury (laughs) oh my god also metal pieces may be hot if exposed to the sun. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is this for I real be right like, now? The, no, this is for real. Oh I want to be like, God. and the, the sun can burn your retinas if you look right at it. <laughs> you can impale yourself on a fence if you climb over it. Like, what other oh does can they put on the sun? I know. Okay, so these are actual rules from swings. Hold on with both hands. <laughs> Stop swinging before getting off. Like, what? You can't jump off the swing? That's the best part of the swing. I know, but still. like Never swing or twist an empty swing. <laughs> Presumably because, like, your finger can get caught in the little chain. Oh, I always thought you could get hit in the head with it oh, maybe that's around. It too. I don't also, know. Also, stand clear of moving swing <laughs> to avoid oh injury. God. And so I don't know if this is about, like, lawyers and people suing and stuff. Probably. Or is this about, like, parents are so terrified that they need all the rules spelled out for their kids so they can be like, see, rule number three is no standing on the swings. I don't know. <laughs> My favorite one. Exit promptly off the slide to avoid collisions. <laughs> Like, I'm surprised kids learning this are probably not even old enough to read the damn signs. But meanwhile, why? Like, do do they have arrows pointing to show that you must go down the slide and not? Do they have an arrow pointing up with a like a a circle and a line through it? There's no climbing up the slide. Crazy thing, Kristen. These are all from one 
sign in one park. Wow. I know. That park is no fun. It's crazy. So all I'm saying is I think that we are so like overly terrified about the minute chances of crazy things that probably will never happen to our children that we're kind of overlooking the important stuff. And I think we're also so terrified about what can happen to children that we're not necessarily making good choices. Well, we're overcompensating. And I think that is what has led to the term helicopter parents. Yeah. And look, we're parents. We get nervous about stuff our kids do. My kid went to an amusement park yesterday with several friends and the friend's parents. And I have to say, there were moments that I was like, mm, I wish she had a phone to text me. Hope she's yeah. okay. Hope she's not falling off a roller coaster. <laughs> you know, like you can't help it. You're a parent. Every time sure. your kids walk out the house, and my mom says, it doesn't stop when you're like 40. Well, and your mom didn't, you, we didn't have cell phones. Like my daughter has a cell phone and yeah. she does text me when she gets to a place. Yeah. So, so it's totally it's normal, natural. I think, for parents to fear for their kids' safety. But I think it's our job to prepare them for the world. I don't like to get on top of like certain parents in terms of like helicopter or free range. Those are like at both ends of the spectrum. I, think I mean, we I all think have range, both in us a little bit. I'm right? going to call myself a drone parent. <laughs> I'm coining a new an phrase. An unmanned list. helicopter yes, parent. <laughs> I'm an unmanned helicopter parent. That is awesome. Right? I'm a drone parent, so I'm still kind of watching and seeing what's going on. But I'm giving my <laughs> children some freedom. So you're looking from 80 feet up, but basically you couldn't get there in time if there were a problem. Right. <laughs> exactly. But I, I think that the issue is that we are not preparing our children well Yeah. because we are doing everything ourselves. And, you know, mm-hmm. I love technology. I love the benefits that it affords us. But at the same time, I think we can often be super reliant on it yeah. and not giving our kids the alternatives and what will happen if your phone dies or what happens if, you know, if so you in can't other words, find it's your good way. to have a phone for emergencies, but also, you know, like we talk about asking a lady or talk about, you know, looking out for tricky people. Yes. Not stranger danger anymore. Right. We it's don't talk about no strangers. tricky people. Because many strangers are helpful, benevolent people that can help you through a situation. Yeah. So it's knowing like what happens. Like my kids all know because I drill it into them. We go to a mom with a baby or kids if we're lost or we, we can't find, you know, where we are. Right. Agreed. So I think that we need to prepare kids. I think what's hard for parents is that. That kind of stuff is difficult and scary. And so Mm -hmm. we as parents want to avoid it. Like no one wants to talk about (laughs) what would happen if, you know, something happened to me when we're out or even in the house. Like I've talked to the kids. Like if mommy's non-responsive on the ground, I'm a single mom. Mm -hmm. What do you do? That's really Please scary to talk about. Please don't ever be non-responsive on the ground. I'm not. Jesus. Uh, no, no, no. No, but this is stuff, you know, my children are like, mommy. I don't even like talking about it. <laughs> of course parents don't like talking about I it. I know, but we need to prepare our children. I agree. We and do. I think that starts with baby steps, right? Yes. So I think there's a lot of parents out there who would like their kids to walk to school or have some autonomy or go to a park on a nice day and make friends, even if you can't be there with them. And they just don't know what to do. So I love your idea of walking behind them first. I think that's a really fantastic, that's sort of sort of my drone Yeah, that's thing. what we did. We did a test run. When the kids walked to school, I walked a full block behind them so I could always see them and make sure they were looking both ways. And we did that a couple times. And so they really felt like they were on their own. It was a good practice run. I think it's really important to give kids independence a little bit at, the, at a time and also allow them to earn your trust. Yes. Right? That's so really important. Showing them if you're able to do this consistently, then you'll be able to do it on your own. It's a reward. I think it's a reward and it's fluid. It's not like, okay, see you later. Goodbye. Yes. yes. I mean, look, when I was in third grade, that was the first time I remember growing up in the suburbs. I was allowed to go with a friend, take some money, walk into town and like buy a tube top. 
That's what I did, Kristen. I had my own money. I had $2, and in the $2 bin was a tube top, and I bought it. I'm jealous because I never owned a tube top. There was nothing to hold it up. Let's just say it was not a good purchase. (laughs) But you got to do it on your own. I did. And I felt really proud of myself. Now, I have a third grader now. I would not let her do that now because I know her and she's like a little spacey. Yeah. And I feel more comfortable with her walking with her sister at this point. Yes. And so I think it's not like, oh, well, when I was in third grade, I did X. No, no, no. I think you need to know your own kids. Absolutely. My kids are so different. My oldest, I don't even know if she might be able to do it on her own. And we actually, we talked talked about this. Yeah. No headphones. Yes. And no looking at your phone while you're walking. I pointed that out to my kids, actually. Mm-hmm. We were driving this week and like this woman just stepped right in front of our was car. Was it me? It was <laughs> not I you. have a bad habit It was of a young woman it. with headphones. And I, I said to my kids, like, that's why you shouldn't wear headphones <laughs> yes. when you walk around. She was oblivious. So, you know, maybe as adults, you can get away with that. But when your kids forget it. And look, come up with contingency plans. Have, you know, something in place. We have, like, the emergency words. Like, I always tell, you know, my oldest, if I use her full and entire name, that means that there's something wrong. I mean, I think you have to be able to do that. You have to set that stuff up. Don't make it scary. Make it matter of fact. And my rule, as I've said on the show, is fake it till you make it. So you got to act. You just got to act. Cry later. And I think it's also important to know if you want your kids to be independent, guess what? There's other parents out there just like you who are terrified to admit to it. And I bet if you start talking to parents in your group, in your school, in your playgroups, you will find them. Let your kids go play together. Let them go out as a group together. Let them look out for each other. Like, make sure your kids are out with their other responsible friends and being together. It's a great way to, like, feel a little more comfortable that there's community and safety in numbers. And, you know, be the village. I think that's, like, a great way to end. It's just, like, if you see a child out don't assume that they're okay. It's okay to be like, are you guys all right? Or you know yes. where you're going? Yeah, you know? it's okay to be worried about kids. Yes. But I always say assume value. Yes. So assume that they were raised by awesome parents that are making this choice thoughtfully and deliberately. Here's one thing I think parents should think about in terms of all this calling the police on other people thing. So I don't know if you remember that family in Maryland. They called themselves free-range parents, and they allowed their kids to walk to school, and CPS like completely harassed the crap out of them for yes, a really long time. I remember that. Well, I found a follow-up in the Washington Post. The, the case was dismissed against them. And what they wrote was that child protective services should not be involved in such cases unless children have been harmed or face a substantial risk of harm. So for those people thinking about even calling CPS, Therefore, like, if stuff is really an emergency, not for like, oh, some bad thing could happen somewhere. That's so smart. You're wasting their time. Yes. And you're taking them away from things that are actually really important and where children are being harmed. Exactly. And and what the state agency said is that they are mindful that every family applies its members' personal upbringing, life experience, and expectations to parenting. It's not the department's role to pick and choose among child-rearing philosophies and practices. And I think, you know what, if they can acknowledge that, maybe like, all of us as a society can start to acknowledge that too. So we want to know what you guys think though. Do you let your kids walk to school alone? Those of you with school age children. (laughs) People are going to be like I have a toddler. (laughs) My baby can't walk yet. Are you more nervous about what could happen to them? Or you know now especially with all these parents getting arrested for you know sending their kids to the playground. It's insane. So we'd love to hear from you. Tweet us at CoolMomPics and use the hashtag SpawnShow. You can visit us on Facebook or please drop us an email. We love hearing from you. Spawned at CoolMomPics.com And now it's time for Cool Picks of the Week! Cool Picks of the Week! 
Liz. Okay, so I want you to go first this time. I think I went first last time because you, yeah, you surprised me with the mullet wigs. <laughs> oh. All right, so my pick of the week is yes. what I'm wearing on my lips right now. <gasps> I noticed that yes. when you came to greet me at the door at the Slate offices. It's, it's not Botox, folks. <laughs> no, and it's not like some weird, freaky no, prosthetic. No, it's just my favorite lipstick these days. It's called Bite cashmere lip cream it's called bite is the brand bite is the brand it looks really good on you Thank this you. is where podcasting is frustrating because you yes. guys can't see it so we'll take a photo and we'll pop it up actually pretty much every other photo of me that you see on the internet i probably have this lipstick on it looks really good Thank you. i did notice it when you came in and not in a like the lipstick walked in the room before you <laughs> and like a wow she looks really polished and amazing Thank you you know what i like the texture of it it's expensive i will say that but it's so awesome so hide it from your kids i don't know if you have kids like mine, but they get into my makeup. Even my son sometimes does it, so hide it away. It goes on really well. It stays on. It's not long-lasting, per se, but it does stay on well. And I was feeling daring at Sephora. Do you ever get that feeling when you walk in and you're like, you're just, like oh, I'm going to try something crazy. Yep, just hit me up. And it's orange, and it's bright, and I have to say, it just cheers me up. And I think it looks fabulous. I, I concur. It does look fabulous. That's a good pick. So anyway. Thank you. I'm yes. going to check out that brand. Bite. Cash lip cream. Okay, so I'm going a totally different direction. So I do not often have a lot of time to read for pleasure. Yes. When I read, it's like some quick article or something you tweeted <laughs> it's me. The stuff that the kids bring home from school. Pretty much it's their homework. <laughs> and so my daughter fell in love with this book last year called Wonder by RJ Palacio. That I'm going to so cry funny. just talking Uh-oh. about it. Go ahead. Anyway, she loved it so much. I said, I want to read it too so we can discuss it together. Oh, that's and great. when I was on vacation, I read it in a day. I mean, it's it's a fantastic young adult book. She read it at nine. I read it at older than nine. 29. <laughs> 29 again. <laughs> and um, it's really, really good. It's about a boy who's going into fifth grade who was born with, they call it a facial difference. They don't want to say deformity. That has prevented him from going to a mainstream school. He was always homeschooled. And for the first time, his parents decide they're going to send him to school. And it's about, you know, what makes kids different when they have Differences are special needs and a lot about what makes kids the same. And it is the most beautifully written, soulful, incredible story about compassion and differences and kindness and friendship. And I loved it. I think every parent should read this book. I think especially as your kids start to go to school, it's a great way to open up discussions with them about treating kids well, even if they're different than you, in whatever way. Yeah. It's just beautiful. It's a beautiful book. It's called Wonder by R.J. Palacio. And you know, Quinlan loved it too. She did. And I have to say that I am so glad you just admitted that you're basically reading like a middle grade. (laughs) I love, you know, (laughs) because I love them too. You know who taught me that? Gretchen Rubin. I love it. Gretchen Rubin in The Happiness Project said that she realized that she got great joy from reading young adult books and wasn't reading them because she thought, well, like I'm an adult, I'm a lawyer. shouldn't do this. And because of her, I realized I do too. And I went back and read the whole original L. Frank Baum Oz series. And it gave me great joy. Yes. So anyway, thank you, Gretchen Rubin. Oh, by the way, she has a podcast too, right here on Panda. I know a lot right? of people found our podcast through Happier. So great. We're sending people right <laughs> back to you, Gretchen. So thanks for reminding me it's okay to read YA novels because that's in part how I came to read Wonder and have the most amazing Socratic discussions with my 10-year-old about it. So that's my pick of the week. 
So, guys, we want to hear your picks. They might end up on our website or on the show or, I don't know, <laughs> on Kristen's lips. <laughs> Tweet us at Cool Mom Picks with the hashtag Spawn Show. You can visit our Facebook page or email us spawned at coolmompicks.com. All right. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Spawned with Kristen and Liz. This is good talk. Thank you for joining us today. Our producer is Sarah Abdurrahman. Also, thanks to Laura Mayer and Andy Bowers at Panoply. Tell us what you think of the show or help us out when we get something wrong. You know, this past week, we got, well, I called it transplained. That's the best thing ever. <laughs> you guys know mansplained. Well, we so got, got transplained. transplained. So we talked about transgender children and uh, gender roles in toys a few weeks ago. And we got this really lovely listener who actually is an expert in these things and teaches about it. And she helped us by enlightening us with certain terms that are better to use than others. So we really appreciate that. We do not want to accidentally offend people out there using the incorrect terms. So email us, spawned at coolmompicks.com. You can use the hashtag Spawn Show on Twitter, Facebook, and hey, you can even find us on Periscope, which we use after every time we record our show every We're week. We're so 2015. Yes. And please subscribe to Spawned on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And you know what I was thinking? They probably already know their favorite podcast app because they're listening to us on it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever you're using, that's good. Just stick with that. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Spawned. This is Kristen. And this is Liz. Hope you have a great day. Bye. Bye.